Welcome to Educate This. My name is Nate Hammond and this is the podcast for educators, teachers, coaches, mentors, trainers, guides and well, students, which should be all of us. We learn to teach and we teach to learn. Educate This is thankful to be sponsored by training provider and TAE experts, Qualify Now. Check them out at qualifynow.com.au for all of your TAE questions and needs. All right, let's level up. Oh yeah, okay. So, it's not a neologism, a new word. Though it is a portmanteau and though it's not used much outside of the education industry, uh, not enough that you won't find argument around a Scrabble game. Trust me, I've had that argument. That's not a word. If you type it into Word, you won't get a red underlining. So yeah, it's legit, even if it is not common on the street. It is edutainment. Edutainment is education plus entertainment obvious right and i'm speaking to many that already know that i get it Uh, this is a concept that has existed for hundreds of years current technology has heightened the ability for edutainment to be used by teachers this is great in my opinion however does the exponential forward movement of tech perhaps give us pause for thought are there any cons that we need to be wary of Uh, I know, for example, a lot of parents are concerned with iPad use in the classroom. Um, Are there risks to mitigate? I think that's a worthy discussion to be had, which will make for a great deeper dive podcast in the near future. The Renaissance and Enlightenment movements presented this combo of education and entertainment to students with great success. Learning is fun, or it can be. Good old Benjamin Franklin with his Poor Richard's Almanac. He promoted edutainment by combining entertaining and educational content such as puzzles. Though it is believed that the first time the actual word edutainment was used was by uh, good old Walt Disney, Uncle Walt. He developed the idea of edutainment even further with the short educational film Tommy Tucker's Tooth. which was commissioned and shot in 1922 for the Denier Dental Institute. Side note, my wife and I were commissioned a few years back to write children's songs for a dental campaign. The kids got to enjoy singing about not fearing the dentist, avoiding lollies for breakfast, that sort of thing. That's edutainment, baby. As the US stepped their red, white and blue feet into World War II, a relationship between Disney and the US government was created. And that was when Disney really started to experiment with educational and non-fiction films. Camouflage is nothing new. It's as old as nature. In fact, nearly everything in nature uses some form of camouflage to conceal it from its enemies. Notice this young deer, defenseless except for its protective coloring, which blends it into the foliage. Take away this foliage and the deer becomes an obvious figure, an easy target which helped to promote what they wanted to promote during the war and it continued after the war with series such as True Life Adventures which was a series of 14 documentaries. The 70s then ushered in an explosion of informative short films for students and if there was a health or social issue you know it had a film often animated to educate the masses. It became the stuff of parody. on the steps of Congress. I'm not garbage. I'm an amendment to be. Yes, an amendment to be. And I'm hoping that they'll ratify me. So, edutainment isn't new. However, what we have is a whole new world of edutainment that tech advancements have facilitated. I remember back in the 80s when my primary school bought a couple of Macintosh computers for the library. It was mind-blowing. Now, 
many classrooms have iPads at the ready. Uh, most schools have laptops that you can hire for the day and most students bring laptops to school. When it comes to entertainment, business is booming. For example, when it comes to game-based learning products or the gamification of learning, that gamification market size in 2020 had a global value of 9.1 billion. According to analysts, markets and markets, it is predicted to register a massive growth rate of 27.4%, reaching 30.7 billion by 2025. Now, there's a whole other episode for the near future, gamification. Speaking of games, edutainment can also include everything from puzzles to Lego. There are also wildlife reserves, museums, art galleries. Near my town, we have the Gallery of Modern Art and they are constantly refreshing the exhibitions and bringing in wonderful interactive learning activities for all ages. Today, I thought I'd focus on one relatively new but excellent source of information and opportunity for knowledge building. Here are five of the best edutainment YouTube channels. And I know best is arguable, I guess, if it can't be quantified, but they are definitely five of my favorite in no particular order. One, Crash Course. This is one of the most watched educational channels on YouTube with at the time of this recording, almost 13 million subscribers and over 1300 videos. Crash Course delivers snappy, witty, short, highly engaging lessons on pretty much every main topic that you might traditionally study. Physics philosophy, economics, politics, media studies, anatomy, history, biology, literature, psychology, and more. You, my friend, are a magnificent beast. You are more convoluted and prolific and polymorphously awesome than you probably even dare to think. For instance, did you know that if they were all stretched out, your intestines would be about as long as a three-story building is tall? Or that by the time you reach old age, you'll have produced enough saliva to fill more than one swimming pool. Or that you lose about two-thirds of a kilogram every year in dead skin cells and you will lose more than 50 kilograms of them in your lifetime. Just tiny dried up pieces of you drifting around your house and setting it on your bookshelves, feeding entire colonies of dust mites. I love Crash Course. It's presented by John Green. He's an easily likable, witty, dry humor type of guy. He can, um, he tends to talk a little bit fast sometimes and zap through things really quickly, but as it is not a hard watch or a long watch, repeated viewings aren't really a chore if you miss something. The Infographic Show. This is a sharp, easy viewing, general knowledge show which is quite fun and engaging. It's animated, it's colorful. Uh, it's basically animated infographics with a voiceover. Here's everything you need to know about the Russian sleep experiment. According to the story, the Soviet Union wanted to manufacture a chemical that would allow them to stay awake for days on end, giving them an edge over the Nazis. A group of five test subjects volunteered to get exposed to a gas that would force them to stay awake for 30 days. But things... It's good stuff. I don't need to bang on about it anymore. Check it out. Three, it's okay to be smart. This has similar caffeinated energy to Crash Course, so it can be a little bit hyper for some, but it provides fascinating info about science and the universe that we are a part of. It's by PBS, and it was created and is guided by Joe Hansen, PhD. Titles include How Much of You Is Alive and These Butt-Tickling Ants Are Endangered Butterfly Bodyguards. Four, Ted Ed. If you go to the website, you can find easily navigable ways to design lessons that include their instructional or educational videos. If you jump straight into their pool of YouTube videos, you can find yourself wonderfully lost in the many subjects on offer. 
I find a lot of the videos cruise more than Crash Course and are less reliant on graphics like the infographics show. So this one is great while you're driving and you can't watch the screen. You and nine other individuals have been captured by super intelligent alien overlords. The aliens think humans look quite tasty, but their civilization forbids eating highly logical and cooperative beings. Unfortunately, they're not sure whether you qualify, so they decide to give you all a test. Experts and like-minded educators from around the world get to throw their ideas in and, speaking for myself, that helps me to find a real affinity. And five, Jason Silver's Shots of Awe. The poet Roland Barthes talks about the amorous embrace as this post-coital cuddling, this intersubjective ecstasy that you enter. Less instructional, this is, um, well, you may know Jason Silver as the host of Origins and Brain Games, which is or was, the last time I checked, the most popular show on the National Geographic channel. In this weekly series, which has been appropriately described by DIYgenius.com as philosophical shots of espresso, it focuses on helping us to pause and consider, think, meditate, ponder, ruminate. Okay, I'm just synonym babbling now, but basically he helps us to reflect on the possibilities of human ingenuity. I'll finish with a quote by Albert Einstein. This one's verified, unlike most, a lot, not most, but a lot of the quotes that you get uh, attributed to Albert Einstein on the net. This one was actually uh, titled, as part of an article titled, Old Man's Advice to Youth, Never Lose a Holy Curiosity, and it was printed in Life magazine on the 2nd of May, 1955. But Albert Einstein said, the important thing is not to stop questioning. Curiosity has its own reason for existence. One cannot help but be in awe when he contemplates the mysteries of eternity, of life, of the marvelous structure of reality. It is enough if one tries merely to comprehend a little of this mystery every day. Thank you for being with me today. Educate This is sponsored by Qualify Now, a damned awesome training provider specializing in TAE. They are not one of those shortcut, cheap and nasty providers. They offer a streamlined, easy, navigable course, but one that is also comprehensive and then some. They will give you tools that will exceed expectations of potential employees and your own expectations. My name is Nate Hammond. Let's talk again soon.